The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It's eight minutes after eight and uh, time for the forum now. And judging by the comments already coming through, uh, many of you have quite a bit to say about this particular topic. So do give us a call on 0891-104208 or you can send us an SMS to the number 40938 at a cost of 150. Tweet to Facebook AM Live on SAFM using the hashtag AM Live. Well, in case you've missed it, in a bid to combat high teenage pregnancy rates, a recent news article in the Sowetan says that a high school in Mpumalanga is forcing pupils to sign a form committing that they will not fall pregnant. Now, the contract states that if they do fall pregnant, they will be forced to leave school. And according to the report, parents have also had to sign this particular form. And while several pupils and parents have complied, others have raised concerns that the policy is not fair. So this morning on the Forum at 8, we are unpacking this decision by the school to actually take this step and and uh, one of our reporters has also gone out, uh, tried to uh, speak to the protagonist here. And uh, unfortunately, there are mixed views. We couldn't get someone directly from the school, even the SGB, to speak to us. Uh, but we do have with us this morning Mr. Jabu Mabuza, who's a chief education specialist for school governance. Uh, thank you so much for your time uh, this morning, Mr. Mabuza. Thank you, Sakina, and uh, morning to the listeners. And we're also joined by the General Secretary of the National Association of School Governing Bodies, uh, Matakanye Matakanye. Thanks for your time as well. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning, Jabu. Yes, morning, morning. Mr. Mabuza, let me start with you. Now, apparently, according to a survey, uh, the Education Department found that in the first term of 2016, there were 1,361 pregnant uh, school girls in Mpumalanga schools alone, compared to 1,496 uh, in 2015. Are you able to confirm those numbers for us? Yes, I can confirm those numbers. So clearly then there is a problem uh, with uh, pregnancies in our schools in Mpumalanga at least. Yes, we, 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 even though there is a drop compared to 2015, however, there are serious problems in as far as uh, teenage pregnancy in our schools because the number of our, our, our learners are coming from child-headed families and that is a serious concern. So what is the Department of Education? What sort of measures have they uh, put in place? Uh, what um, you know, programs have they embarked upon in order to try and stem this tide? We, we, when we elected our school governing bodies in 2015, the first thing that SASA is expecting us to do is to induct our school governing bodies on policies, meaning that the school cannot function without a policy. So we do that task of ensuring that uh, the policy is in place, and we are fully aware that our school principals are not specialists in drafting policies. As Mpumalanga, we actually came up with, with performer policies, about 21 policies that are developed. Among them, there is this, uh, uh, the, 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 the learner pregnancy uh, policy that is actually outlining how it should be handled in a school setting. And we also go on to respond to SASA of continuous uh, training and monitor the implementation by schools. But then there are other programs in life skills that we are actually embarking on in ensuring that our schools are actually responding to this call to say when a learner is at school, he must be at school because pregnancy is just a condition that passes. Then there are other programs in life skills like the peer program, where many schools have been trained on this program where learners are required to saturate the school environment with positive messages on assertiveness, refusal uh, skills and values and latitudes. Classroom debates that are actually emphasized in, in when they are, uh, they are taught in life orientation. Social mobilization, different stakeholders and government departments with a shared interest in teenage pregnancy to come together and mobilize, talk about this uh, teenage pregnancy. We also have teenage pregnancy in Daba, where we engage learners from most affected schools that are brought together and different stakeholders are invited to, to give presentation 
on teenage pregnancy. The learner themselves identify the drivers of teenage pregnancy, which culminated, uh, culminates in each school formulation of pledges. And remember, the pledge is about encouraging the learners to, to not to uh, uh, find themselves in that challenge. But the kicking of uh, learners from schools is totally against our policy. Then the open discussions where this avenue engage in dialogue to find solutions to challenges facing the youth, including teenage pregnancy, the advocacy campaigns, just to name a few. These are some of the programs that we are actually engaged in, in in the department. However, the one of enforcing, and remember the SGP are playing an oversight role. When these policies are actually developed in a school setting, then the SGPs must play an oversight role, and the department also visit schools to monitor the implementation or the compliance in terms of the policy. Then when we get down to the policy itself, the, the, the performer policy that we we actually developed in a form of a CD that we uh, distribute to all the schools so that when they develop these policies, at least they're able to respond to preventative measures uh, uh, of teenage pregnancy, where a school shall organize life skills stations, encourage learners to participate in sporting and cultural activities, distribution of uh, um, uh, abstinence, white ribbons to learners, promote close and open communication channels between school and parents then there is a, 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 a structure in, a, in all the schools called school-based support team, where these learners, when they experience such things, they report to, if they cannot report to their parents and, 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 and teachers, but there is a structure where it has got a nurse, where there is a police, all the stakeholders that have interest in, in, in the education of the child and safety, they also play part. And we also outline the role and responsibilities of parents. What must the parents do? For example, the parents must immediately inform the school about the pregnancy of the child, promote the school with a medical certificate confirming the pregnancy, encourage the child to continue with her schooling career, which we are actually interested in. Mm. Then now, now, now that the policy that has come in is also just changing one issue, that of ensuring that at least that part of knowing when the child is going to parturate or give birth. It's a question of the doctors informing the school through the parent. Remember, all stakeholders must be involved. The role, the responsibility of the educators also shall not, shall ensure that that child is not discriminated against in a school, shall not, be shall not find herself humiliated in a school setting. That is the role of the teacher, and ensuring that the advice from the doctor is adhered to, and also the responsibility of the learner. That's where the learners, uh, 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 if they uh, are having that situation, they immediately report to parents, mm. and parents uh, report to, to the school. Or if they are afraid to report to parents, they can report to the school. There's a structure, school-based support team, where they are, I mean, this structure is, is child-friendly. So... And also, the policy seems clear, Mr. Mabuza. Yes. So have you had a look um, at this particular pledge that the pupils were made to sign? Yeah, we have seen the pledge. We are not comfortable with the last part, but the pledge itself is fine to encourage learners not to do that. But that one of kicking is totally against. That's why we have set up a team that is going to visit the school and, and, and provide proper advice. So our understanding of it is that uh, this was uh, forcing girl pupils in the main. And uh, does the department is, uh, well, you've seen the pledge. Is that indeed the case? Let me start there. Yeah, we, 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 we have seen the pledge. That's why I'm, I'm saying we're not comfortable with the last part of kicking. Because remember, we want our children to be at school. Being pregnant is a condition that passes. It's, it's, it's not supposed to be actually affecting the education of the child. So uh, what was uh, your interaction with the principal um, and the teaching staff with regard to this particular pledge and uh, finding that there was at least one bit of it that you were uncomfortable with? Yeah, we, we, it is our... Remember when policies are drafted in a school, drafted by the school governing body, but they must be checked by the HOD, meaning okay. that the second manager... The second manager is, is acting on behalf of the HOD. We have realized that there is that loophole. That's why we are saying we're going there to that school 
and correct them. We're not comfortable with that issue. Let me come to uh, Mr. Matakanye to find out, uh, uh, are you aware of this situation? Because when we spoke to Mr. Johannes Masilela, he said that um, he doesn't yet have uh, full details on this particular matter. And listening to Mr. Mabuza on how the process is supposed to unfold, what is your view on this matter? Thank you very much, uh, Sakina, once again, and, uh, and all your listeners in the country. Uh, good morning to everybody. Uh, Sakina, I agree fully with my leadership there. Uh, the process that they have went, they've, they've gone through, and uh, the, the, the program that they have in terms of uh, governance in schools, uh, the programs that have to deal with the trainings of, of the school governing bodies, I agree fully. I know that Mpumalanga is one of... Uh, uh, progressive provinces and uh, what he said is progressive I believe we fully agree with that however the I also agree with him the last part where the schools are to sign pledges uh, and I don't know uh, that type of pledge because uh, my understanding is that that pledge is out of the step in terms of uh, the Constitution in this country uh, South African School Act, Act number 84 of is amended, and I believe also within also the regulation and policies of the Department of Education because uh, it is very clear in the Constitution that uh, Section 29 that the children must be able to access education. So if there is a pledge that will say, no, um, when my child is pregnant must not come to school, it is out of the step with the constitution of this country. It's also out of the step with the South African School Act. So uh, we condemn uh, those type of, of policies. And, uh, and as I say that now, I, I, I believe that the Department of Education in Pumalanga, they are raising that point because the leadership there has already indicated that now they are not comfortable with that. And we are also uh, not comfortable. And, and my leadership, I think, uh, uh, Matrilela, has indicated that it is not because it is not a practice in school. So you would not have known it because it is not a problem. So I don't know uh, that particular school. Uh, if they, but we, are, we hope that we will trust that now the department will address that. But now another thing that one would like to raise is the question of the parents. We really want to call upon the parents to say parents must be fully behind the children. Parenting and parental involvement. And in terms of parenting, these parents must always talk to their children at home. And, and, and because parents are more experienced to their children, so they will always talk to them because the first teacher is the parent. And then when they go to school, then it's an extension of, of what the parents have been saying at home and because the, the teacher uh, is the second, the, second, the second parent. But the teacher will extend what the, the, the first parent has, has already been doing and then in a professional way. So, and these two people must work together, but we are saying parents must come on board and ensure that now they understand what is going on in school and they understand between the school and home and support the teacher, support the principal, support the school, support the, the school governing bodies. But equally, then we are saying, as my leader has already said, equally said, Let's train fully the school governing body and let's not leave the parents behind. We must have programs that will ensure that parents are fully trained, parents are fully brought on board in terms of supporting the schools, supporting the teachers, support, so that this problem, this problem is not still between the parents and the teacher and nobody knows what the child does. Then the parents must inform the teacher what the life of the, 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 the student at, or at the, the, the child at home and the teacher must also inform the parents the life of the, the student at the life of the child at school so that the two people are able to support one another in raising the child. So we are saying we are fully behind but we just condemn uh, policies that are not in line with our constitution, policies that are not in line with the South African School Act, the policies that are not in line with regulation and policies of education and we will fight hard you know, if we get, come across such policies in schools where the child will deny education.
And of course, uh, the comments have been coming in thick and fast. Zero eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. That's our call-in number. SMSs uh, to the number four zero nine three eight at a cost of one hundred and fifty. Twitter, Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM. I just want to run through um, uh, some of the comments uh, very quickly before I go to the lines from our SMS line. Uh, this one says that Mpumalanga principle is correct. Learners have no business falling pregnant while at school. Pregnancy from rape is a different matter. Alan in Kimberley says I think it's a great non-intrusive way to help children um, make informed decisions about their future. It should be supported. Mtembu in KZN says, I commend this principal for signing up these learners, but he must also introduce sexual education so that they don't begin a sexual intercourse. We cease to see every correct measure to kids as human rights issues. BC in KZN says, that Mpumalanga principal is at least trying something to curb teenage pregnancy. The same cannot be said for others. No harm in signing a form. This one says uh, that's exactly what Oprah Winfrey did to the girls enrolling at her school uh, here in South Africa. So what's different? We should appreciate the context sometimes um, efforts being made to deal with particular social problems. This one from Velile Msipa in the Northern Capes. Um, Velile, I take that. Thank you so much. Uh, and another one uh, says, of course it tramples on uh, their rights. It's just a pity that there's no mandatory paternity testing so uh, far Others can uh, for once face the consequences as well. That's from Anne in the Western Cape. And many other um, of our listeners also weighing in on that saying, what about the boys? Why are you singling out the girls for these pledges? And um, inevitably, I think uh, something like this uh, will cause a a bit of consternation. With good intention, uh, I dare say, I do believe that the principal had good intentions here. But as usual, there are unintended consequences. So let's hear your voice on this. 0891-104-208. Felix in Alspreet, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Felix. Go yes. ahead. I, yes, I think it is common sense that you can never do two things at the same time. If you want to go to school and study, you know you have to go to school and study. If you want to have a baby and take care of and raise a family, then you should focus on having a baby and raise a family. It doesn't make sense that at the same time you want to go to school and study, you cannot focus on your study or what you want to focus on is getting pregnant. It's common sense. If you are pregnant, you are pregnant. Then you must go out of the schooling system, take care of your child or children, whatever it may be. If you finish taking care of children, then you can come back to school. You can never do two things at the same time. Our constitution cannot even allow such stupidity. So the principal is right for him to say, sign an agreement. If you you get pregnant, go and take care of your child. When you finish taking care of your child, then you can come back to school. Okay. That's Felix in Nelspreet. And Zwana in East London, good morning. Yes, good morning, Salkina, and to your guests in studio today. Uh, my brief comments is that I, I, I wish Bessie Nofumana at least a, a parent from the region around the school who have their child going to school uh, in an event where we don't get the STP, you know, the principal, because uh, the gentlemen in the studio are kind of like uh, singing one song in Bavumela and it's one direction. Uh, my point really is I absolutely support the, the principal. Having worked with the Planning Commission under Education and Human Development, we indicted with a lot of stakeholders regarding education. And uh, uh, teenage pregnancy is increasing. And we need to radically face it head on because it affects a lot of people. Thirdly, I don't think constitutional, uh, what we highlight some prescripts from the Constitution, should stop people, including the principals, into making an alarm about uh, some of the constitutional limitations. Because it's a limitation to say, child must be at school at whatever cost, without highlighting these important issues of pregnancy. We've had stories, Sakina, where young girls would collapse in school. And teachers are not nurses. They don't know how to attend to young girls in school. It's traumatic to the girl. It's traumatic to the rest of the classmates. We need not to 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 to, to turn a blind eye to that. My my third and last point is on the issue of now because I I, mean, I hear even the the policy of pregnancy is it, it, it's not preventative measure towards pregnancy. It deals with the whilst they are present and so on. There is still an incomplete 
debate and discussion between uh, Department of Education South Africa and Department of Health by provision of condoms in schools. It has been, uh, they were told not it's, it's promoting sex, that young girls are, and young boys are doing sex. And the other side, health is saying, hello, there are health issues here. There's issues of teenage pregnancy. There's still that ongoing and incomplete debate. But I think going forward with this debate, we might want to bring health on board and the issue of provi- provision of condoms in school. And lastly, social media. Abandonamangi are exposed to social media. They see these things every day. They're there for practice. We need not to turn a blind eye. I think signing a pledge must be done in all over. Eastern Cape, for that matter, is leading in terms of young teenage pregnancy in junior schools and so on. It's appalling. Parents are involved, but there's nothing much they can do. So okay. that is my point today, this morning, Sakina. Thank you. Thanks, Nzawana. Peter in Grahamstown, good morning. Hi, Sakina. Look, I've been wanting to bring up this topic for a long time. One's got to see the, the, the bigger picture of, of teenage pregnancy. I'm actually at uh, the schools in the township at the moment, and uh, I have experience of what actually happens with teenage pregnancy uh, in, in the circle that I'm involved with. Uh, what about, you know, you talk about violating the rights of, of the pupil, the schoolgirl. What about the rights of uh, the parents of that girl and, the, and the, the grandparent most often, the goggle, who is left with the baby most often? We should actually have a program and try and entitle them to speak about what is actually happening to them. It's perpetuating poverty. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really is destroying this country. Um, it, it's a very, very serious thing. And, I, you know, it's easy to attack the one and make the, the, the school feel awkward. But at least this person is taking action against it. There's got to be a discussion to try and involve the whole community who is affected. It's affecting the future of this country. It's, it's, it's creating poverty the way uh, you have this deluge of, of uh, parentless children because they grow up and then that teenager invariably goes off and does something else and the father of that child uh, doesn't take responsibility in most cases and we need comment from people who are affected by the actual child who's fallen pregnant and it's a very big issue thank you very much for bringing it up Thank you so much, uh, Peter Awali and Grahamstown. And uh, Ramarumo says the school took a principled stance which, which could be unconstitutional and uh, perhaps it will work if the parents support it. Well, we'll take more of your views after the 813 News headlines, 891 That's our call-in number. Thank you, Sakina. Police will give an update this morning on the investigation into the break-in and theft at the Office of the Chief Justice in Midrand over the past weekend. Acting National Police Commissioner Khomuto Pahlani will hold a briefing in Pretoria. Nehao has denied being responsible for the death of a six-month-old baby. The baby died yesterday after being moved from one of Gauteng's social development department centers as a result of the social workers' strike. And a United Nations report to be released at a World Water Day meeting in Durban today will press countries to reuse wastewater for human consumption. I'll have more details at nine. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead. Yeah, morning. Still very slow on the run uh, from Bunnaboom Junction into Pretoria this morning. There's been uh, various breakdowns on Eski and Pathlali Drive. So just uh, queuing up to the Mopani Highway and then queuing down to Marabastad uh, behind that Thunderhof and the Mopani Highway routes remain busy in a spillover onto Paul Kruger, which is heavy this morning. Uh, the N14 between Deep Slit and Brockfontein interchange heading to Pretoria is still very bad. A lot of traffic congestion around uh, New Road coming through from the Nordvake side through the N1. So heavy backlogs, New Road at Lever and then 16th at New Road and the N1 south off ramps. A lot of pressure there this morning. Northumberland at Oriel. Those traffic lights are off the Cop and Cedar. Cedar Four Ways Boulevard's down. Bayes Nordea at the N1. Also a problem there with traffic lights. And Rosebank to Santon on Oxford and Ravonia still being held up because of uh, some traffic light issues as well. A crash before Woodmead on the Mike 1 means a delay as you route down from Allendale off the N1 through Midran this morning. Now uh, into uh, Durban, Chris Harney Road. Still very heavy in that Briar Dean area coming from Glenwood Parkside, uh, Greenwood Parkside on Chris 
Chris Honey down to Briar Dean. Once you sort of get past the obstruction, you're on to Connell Bridge and Umgeni Road in the east is up. Bel Air Road, still very heavy this morning between the M7 and Harry Gwala, both ways very slow. Cape Town, a reminder, Chapman's Peak Drive closed today, 9.30 till 3.30. Don't get caught up in that closure. It's a long way to turn around and come back. And roadworks on the N1 inbound, that big upgrade continues at uh, the Belleville area, uh, queuing traffic both uh, inbound and outbound at this stage. And the M3, which was bad earlier this morning, just a little bit slow now. Weinberg Hill going through to Rhodes Avenue. East London's been busy in the CBD. There's been some traffic light issues this morning, so Fleet, Buffalo and Cambridge have all been extra busy, slower than you'd normally expect. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. And on the forum this morning, we're unpacking the decision by a school in Mpumalanga uh, in an effort to try and combat high teenage pregnancy rates. Uh, They have gotten the girl pupils at the school to sign a pledge committing them um, uh, to uh, stay, to not fall pregnant whilst they are at the school and going further to say that if they do fall pregnant, that they should leave the school. And interesting, the comments, the majority of the comments um, are in support of uh, the initiative that was started by the principal at the school. But of course, there are some concerns that are raised, that have been raised by our guests this morning as well. Mr. Jabu Mabuza, Chief Education Specialist for School Governance, and also uh, Matakanya Matakanya, who's the General Secretary of the National Association of School Governing Bodies. And uh, we'll take more calls. The lines are going absolutely mad. Unati Kwaza says, uh, different rules for poorer schools and other rules uh, that promote human rights for affluent ones. Wow. And I want to pick up on that because um, just as an aside, my daughters go to a girls' school, at least my um, youngest daughter still does. So what they did is that um, on one of their excursions, they sent the girls to a camp and they go to this camp where they spend a whole weekend talking about all of these um, issues, reproductive issues, sex and sexuality, and all of those type of things. And this is obviously done by an outside agency. And then at the end of it, there's also a pledge that's involved. But it's, it's, it's not part of, it's not the school making them sign this. Uh, and, and, and I think that separation is key. And I don't think um, that it is an invalid uh, consideration to talk about uh, how boys are absolved of this because some of you are pointing out that in the most uh, in most instances it is not school boys who impregnate uh, these school girls well what about the instances where it is these school boys who are impregnating school girls. What happens in that regard? Why are they not asked to sign the same pledge? So personally, I think the school is painting itself into a problem and uh, getting itself involved in a situation that it could do without, given all the other myriad of problems. But I do understand, and as I'd indicated earlier, that this is perhaps, you know, with the greatest intentions, good intentions on the part of the principal and the schools, but we cannot we cannot ignore the human rights uh, provisions that go along with a situation like this. ZD is in Durban Good morning. Good morning Sakina, how are you? I'm well, thanks Uh, 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 Okay, Sakina, I want to know you know, we must know the ratio from each uh, individual race groups on how many of our children are doing what they're doing, you know, are falling pregnant and why. And uh, We need to educate them on why. But first thing, our parents are the most important people to educate our children that metric is very vital. Finish your metric and then decide after that. You spread your wings after you finish your metric. At least you got the weapon in your hand. You want to study part-time. Whatever you want to do, you can do at that time. Even some people I know, they get married and then they study uh, through college, through, uni- through UNISA, or to certain, uh, part-time, on a part-time basis while they work during the day. So I think, uh, but you must have your metric. But here we have standard eight students, and six, seven, eight, and nine students falling pregnant. Children are having children, and they can't cope. How are they going to cope with education and children at the same time? Okay. And they're so and they're so young. And I think uh, the, um, it's it's not the principal reprimanding uh, the entire uh, school, but also the boys should be reprimanded because the boys play a major role in the sector. Not only the girls do it alone. All right. Thanks so much, ZD, for your input this morning. Wesley's in Joburg. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. Um, I just wanted to say hello. 
We're listening, Wesley. Yes, just very quickly that one, I think I hear the concern why uh, boys are not uh, going through the same thing. But my problem is that the people that suffer the most are the girls, the women later on in life. We have 16 uh, days of uh, activism against the violence against women. And I just think that it should start here where... Girls are educated not to allow themselves to be disempowered. The thing is why they are being requested not to do this for me is so that, so that they can be empowered, they can be strong, they can be able to go through school and not be bullied around by these guys who just don't love them but love themselves. And I think for me, it's really we should look at it more on the question of empowering uh, the, the girls to be able to stand up because this world is rough against women. Yep. And so it, it is important. But would you you agree that you cannot empower people by trampling on their rights it, it, it simply cannot be they, they, they their rights ought to be respected I, I'm, I'm and protected Sorry, second. I'm just saying we need to educate the, the girls so that they get, they know that they are the ones who are going to lose tomorrow. The boys have very little to lose. They just go on as if, even if you can do whatever you do to them, but at the end of the day, they are not going to carry those children. Yeah. This is my problem. Okay, got you there. Thank you, Wesley. But you see, that in itself is problematic. The fact that boys already from this uh, stage already are allowed to, in a sense, get away with it because you don't have to take responsibility. It is the girl's problem. She will be left holding the baby, literally and figuratively. And there's something fundamentally wrong with that sort of notion. At what point do we change it? Why must everything always be heaped on the girl child? And again, I, I can see where this principle is coming from, but unfortunately, I think um, didn't think it through quite as well as perhaps he could have. And uh, someone is saying, well, if the principal is enforcing this, then the governing body should be blamed because the principal is simply um, uh, impl- implementing what they have come up with. Zanele and Mpumalanga, what's your take on this? I, uh, I can, uh, you know, it's a pity because it's it, uh, agreed that it violates uh, human rights. But, you know, I'm, I'm attending to schools. I'm working for the Department of Health. You you find young girls as 13 years old pregnant. You know, it, it's a sad thing. So I wonder if maybe if the Department of Education can allow, because as Department of Health, you are not allowed to give an uh, educational talk about pregnancy or sexual educational talk at school. So I don't know what can be done because, you know, the school that I went to a, a month ago, there were five girls pregnant, 13, 14 years old. And the complications are that, you know, the more, the younger the age you fall pregnant, you, you are prone to lots of complications like preeclampsia and all the stories. So it's a risk giving to their health, those girls. I don't don't know what, you know. No, no, no. Continue, finish your point, uh, Zanella. Yes, yes. I think the the principal should be supported and even the parents should be brought on board. board. Even the Department of Education, that this sexual educational talk should be allowed the school because the department of health is not allowed to distribute condoms, not, they are not allowed to even to, to, to do educational, sexual educational talks at school. Okay, Zanele, got you there. Thanks so much uh, for calling us. And speaking of 13-year-olds, um, I, I was actually um, alerted this weekend of a 13-year-old girl who is pregnant and uh, the boy who impregnated her is 14 years old. So again, just making the point and, you know, uh, uh, debunking that myth that it's only older men who get schoolgirls pregnant. And where is, again, the holistic approach? And no matter what, You cannot trample on people's rights in order to uh, empower them, as some of you have, um, have, you know, decided to uh, label this. Yeah, empowering needs to happen in a holistic sense. It cannot be at the expense of rights that are enshrined in our constitution and ought to be protected by those um, who have to oversee these children. Uh, let me get a response from our guest, uh, Mr. Mabuza. Uh, uh, we, we, we agree with the callers. Really, it's, uh, 
it's a serious challenge. But then our, in our province, uh, we, we do allow these debates where uh, girl learners and boys are involved. However, we emphasize on peer programs because even if you can involve them, but the decision must come from the girl if that girl is empowered or girl child. So many schools are given these training programs where learners are required to saturate the school environment with positive messages on assertiveness because the problem is refusal skills. Our learners, girl learners, do not have these refusal skills. So once they are empowered on these refusal skills, the values, attitude, and critical thinking that lead to social behavior change. And what about the boys? What are they taught? We are also teaching them on, 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 on respecting the, the, the rights of other people, especially the girl children. They are involved. And, and, and that's it, the, the, the rights of the girl children and beyond that, uh, because, you know, people are talking about girls will be left holding the babies. Uh, wh- what are boys taught beyond that about their responsibility in this entire value chain? Yes, the boys are taught the, 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 the issue of understanding the issue of rape and the, the gender-based violence. They are, they are also part of the, those discussions. So, but then we, we emphasize more. on on girls, because these are the people that are directly affected. But then we haven't yet come to a situation where we decide uh, if the girl is pregnant, then a girl child is pregnant, then we also take steps to the boy child. But this is a very patriarchal approach to the situation, because these girls don't get pregnant by themselves. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a discussion for another day where we perhaps come up with a way of dealing with that. But all the other programs, like the peer support, peer support is about involving both boys and girls in understanding their values and and, and all that. Well, we'll take a few more calls, but let's first hear from uh, Mr. Matakanya. Your take? Thank you very much, Sakina. I do not want to agree more with you that uh, whatever we are doing, all the measures, that we are coming up with to uh, manage or minimize the teenage pregnancy in our school. It must not be against uh, the Constitution. Uh, It must not be against the laws in education. Uh, As much as we agree with all the callers, uh, because this matter is a very emotional matter, uh, so we must not be seen bringing measures that will stop uh, our children from going to school. And, and, and that's Akina. Uh, then there is a question that says these children are impregnated by old men, these children are impregnated. Now, and hence we are saying, parents, because these old men, if the, it is true that scientifically these children are impregnated by old men, those old men are parents. And hence we are saying parents must come on board. To stop this thing, then it's a question of parents. Because all those scholars, all those scholars who are saying they're supporting the principal, they're supporting the principal, those are parents. It therefore implies that now they are unable to talk to these children. Mm. And we must really, we must really have a measure of, of, of how do we bring these parents on board. You can't just say uh, the principal is correct, the principal is correct. Whilst you are a parent, and you know that now, uh, that what which you say is correct is in against the constitution in this country. I mean, we can't really Sakina allow this type of irresponsibility as parents. We must come on board and talk to the children and show them the way as parents. We can't just say we have a good constitution and from there when we go against constitution we say these are the measures, then we say no, we're correct. It is it is incorrect, uh, Sakina. So the truth of the matter is that Sakina I, we, uh, we appreciate your platform. I wish we could make a more platform of this nature so that we can talk to the parents. Uh, and earlier on I said the parents are the first teachers and we can't seem abdicating our responsibility of ensuring that now we teach our children the right thing. And if we don't know what to teach the children, I think let's call upon a national summit where we are going to come up with one message as South Africans. What is it that we must do? Because the truth of the matter is that, yes, of course, 
they are 13, 13, 13, 13 year old uh, children who have and who has to because some of these children are are, are child headed families and who has to guide those children if not if not the South Africans so I say Sakina please let's afford this type of platform so that we can all of us start talking we must just start talking and say where do we want to direct our children to absolutely and 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 parents need to uh you know take responsibility i couldn't agree with you more mr matakanya and um, mr mabuza also touched on this earlier on because if parents were doing their job it wouldn't be left to the school to get involved in uh, the space and their in their involvement would be limited but uh again it's never too late i think it's time that parents do step up uh so that they could be the ones showing the way leading the way as to how this is dealt with. Um, Sandile says uh, these callers need to understand that uh, if one impregnates someone, then they are also pregnant. It cannot be one-sided. Mokone says, I think boys should also sign and agree that if they impregnate someone, then they must be um, expelled too. They should also leave. And uh, Ponky says, this is not a discussion for another day. Even contraception is solely the responsibility of girls. Society is flawed. And Sajini says, we say our constitution is the best in the world, but it encourages learners of 12 and 13 years old to become pregnant, not the best. Well, that's not the constitution that encourages that, I don't think. But we'll continue this. We'll take more calls after the break. 0891-104-208 is the call-in number. SMS us to 40938. Constitution Hill, together with SAFM, will host the fourth annual We the People Walk on 26 March to commemorate 20 years of the Constitution. Take the challenge and also challenge others to join this 5 or 8K walk in celebration of human rights. There will be live performances by poets and musicians, as well as a kiddies area with fun-filled activities for the little ones. To enter, please visit www.constitutionhill.org.za or email walk at conil.org.za. Hashtag my constitution, hashtag we walk 2017. Constitution Hill, a beacon of democracy, human rights and constitutionalism. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. This morning on the Forum at 8, we're unpacking a decision by a school in Mpumalanga to have a girl pupils sign a pledge. And we understand that it's, um, you know, forced on these children that they have to sign this pledge uh, committing not to fall pregnant while they are at school. So what are your views on this? Uh, call us on 891 uh, Castro is in Daviton. Good morning, Castro. Good morning, Sabina. Well, and you? Good, good. Sabina, this thing cannot be one-sided. I think our society needs to start fighting this particular approach. As long as we allow men only to make decisions on things that affect uh, everyone, uh, the more we are going to face with things. So really, we need to do something. Even the traditional leaders and leaders must be not to, to teach these young boys how to behave. Because I want to support the, 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 the SMS that says uh, if the, the boy child is in the same school, they, they, they will have to to, to, to vacate the, the, the school as the premises also up until the girl child comes back. We can't allow this to continue where the women are being threatened and required by, by, by the same men. Thanks. Thanks so much, Castro. And and that's just on a principle of fairness. But of course, as uh, Mr. Mabuza had pointed out earlier, that flies in the face of policy. Children, uh, you, you don't have the right to send children away from the school, whether they are pregnant or not. Bongani in um, Tubatua, good morning. Hi, Sakina. Um, you know, you, you keep on emphasizing the point that uh, we cannot be tramping on the learner's right. Which right exactly? Is it the right to fall pregnant while schooling? or it is the right to uh, government-funded basic education. It's the right to education. (laughs) They have a right to be at school. Exactly. I'm with you on that one. But you need to to be clear, because some people will think 
Like the ones commenting and saying the Constitution is encouraging the kids to fall pregnant at the ages of 12 and 13, that is not true. Our Constitution protects the right to free education. In fact, even the word free, I would like it to be um, uh, debated at some stage because I think we abuse the word free. This education is never free. So many things provided by government are not free. They are simply government-funded, and we, the taxpayers, are funding these things. So instead of saying these things are free, I suggest we say they are government-funded, and thank you. That's Pongani in Mtubatuba. Mananga in Cape Town, good morning to you. Morning, 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 Sakina. I was exactly going to put the question that the previous caller has put right to you because you keep talking about the right of the, ch- the, the, the children. I have a good example. Since last year, the place where I stay, the learners, they come from uh, Pelican Park High School, full uniforms. They come in the park, they are teaching, they are doing all kinds of things. I don't know what to call. I call Gracie Park, uh, Gracie Park Police Station. They say this is a sensitive issue. They can't do anything about it. I call um, social development something. They say we can't do anything. We are the parents there. We watch this thing. I got a video from my house recording all this kind of thing. It's four, four, four of girls. So where do we do? Because we don't have a right to say anything. They got all the right. So tell me, what do we do? The school, the principal, just take initiative. Everybody is against it. So where do we go about this? Not everybody is against it. And it has been stated over and over again, many people in support of the principal. And, of course, um, as you say, that right for these children to go to school does exist whether you like it or not whether the the the, the right does not say that they must only come to school um uh, if they are not pregnant whether they are pregnant or not they still have that right it's an inalienable right joe in port chepston good morning uh, good morning to sakina uh, sakina can you hear me we can hear you we're listening joe okay no fine thanks sir uh, Sakina, came for the topic as it is, you know, we are indulging in this morning, but look, can you just, uh, can I be allowed to come at a different approach, eh? right? I mean, look, uh, what are mentors? I mean, we always talk of mentors, eh? When there are so many, I mean, look, look at the other girls. When there are so many girls that are just having children, you know, nearly really, what are these young girls are going to look at, you know? What are the mentors? Because... I mean, there is, as far as I'm concerned, the whole of the African culture, values, and moral values, need to be looked at deeply. Yeah? The whole community, right from, you know, from the, 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 the parents to the whole society, needs to be able to look at because, you know, our, our values and customs are just, you know, going out of the window. I'm sorry. And you why know? is that? We, 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 Who's we, to blame we for that? Really I, I'm, we, we, we can't blame these, uh, you know, these young girls, you know, that much. Because I mean, as, as the, who are they looking at? I mean, mm. the, the, even the older case, girls, you know, how, how, why is it now a given norm these days that you know there has to be so many single uh, the parents, you know, and girls, you know, who, who do not uh, uh, like wait until they, they get into marriage. I mean, I mean, the societies, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, we, we live in this sixth society, you know, for example, and rain. Right, thanks, Joe. In Port Chipston, we have a long way to go. We have a lot to discuss uh, with regard to this still. But you make a very uh, pertinent point there, Joe, about society and what society has normalized. And now you want to be punitive on young people who did not raise themselves, who did not inculcate these values, you know, by themselves, into themselves. So who is to blame for all of this? Uh, You know, that also needs to be taken into consideration. 
consideration. Uh, Facebook comments coming through. Uh, Mabongo Masetti says, oh, please, this is crazy. Are we that out of ideas to fight teen pregnancy in schools? This is unconstitutional. Uh, John says uh, the act of policy is unconstitutional for as long as it will ban kids from school. Morocco Wamurulong says, if the constitution allows loopholes to destroy the future of this country, such as kids to be parents and nothing happens, then it is a useless constitution. Um, Paul Mashiko says, I really think it's a great idea. At the end, it is the girl child that benefits. Those who say it's unconstitutional, please provide some solutions then. Uh, Maswabi Mazibugo says, absolutely. Why don't schools give uh, girl children a chip or of not uh, falling pregnant the, for three years, as we all know, high school consists of three years to complete instead of expelling them. Um, I'm not sure about the facts in that, but I, I, I see where you're going. Uh, Muzi uh, Lindogutle Ngobo says, what's wrong with that? The truth is that the school is doing work that parents should be doing. Interestingly, we say children at school have rights. And last week, I saw a few kids in Guanyuswa uh, who were highly pregnant and still going to school. As a parent in my house, I expect no child in my house to be engaging in sex. Worse, to be pregnant. We cannot fail in our task of parenting and hide behind the constitution. And Spiwo says, uh, but I thought that education is compulsory, that no child should be kept away from school because um, if she failed to comply with uh, some of these rules and regulations, still doesn't mean that you can't go to school. So no, that's not fair and it's pure discrimination. So we have about a minute and a half. Let's get our guest to wrap for us. Uh, Mr. Uh, Matakanya, What's your final word on this? Then we are saying uh, you can do anything you like in school, but as long as it's not uh, against the Constitution, because the very same parents who see their children pregnant from home, they allow them to go to school. Why are they not stopping them from going to school? So it therefore implies that now, quickly, we must not do anything against the Constitution. The Constitution gives these children the right to education and we must support them as parents. Well, isn't that a given, Mr. Matakanye, that you should, you should be protecting children's rights. Uh, But anyway, let's hear from Mr. Mabuza. Yeah, no, the Department uh, uh, of Education in Pumalanga takes the matter of teenage pregnancy very serious and does not encourage, I mean, does encourage uh, school uh, uh, communities to implement measures that are within the law in order to curb this. Our girl learners need to focus on their studies, empower themselves to be responsible citizens, and everything possible must be done working side by side with different role players, especially the parents.